I hooked my computer up to like big speakers. Okay. Ouch. Um, and so now it's not just like in my ears the noise; it's like out loud, which is so much nicer. Yeah, for it. We when you're the only one home. <laughs> yeah, even like Bryce will be like playing games, and I'll just be like watching our video. <laughs> Yes, it's March. Hallelujah. Journey's month of hell is over. Oh my goodness. Fuck February. <laughs> it can die in a hole. <laughs> the first two months of 2023 have been absolute roller coasters. Yeah. Like, March better. I guess your big life update. update. <gasps> Quit my job. Yes. I am so, so excited. Yeah. So excited. It I'm was, excited for you. It was so past time. Like, yeah. You were, well, you were burnt out for so long. Yeah. It was just, it was a long time coming and necessary, mm-hmm. but very much the right decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's been nice. And I'm still just catching up. <laughs> yeah. But I guess I've only been unemployed for three days. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well. I've just been hibernating. That's okay. That's necessary. My brain is very tired. Just a mm-hmm. lot of reading, a lot of typing. And well, you've been going crazy on school, too. Yeah, I want to be done. Yeah. Like, by summer, so. Yeah. No, you've been working super hard on that. Sliming out. Um, case studies, and mm-hmm. I only have a few more courses left, but the case studies are going to be the biggest delay in me finally completing my program, because I need to wait for marking and whatnot. But. Yeah. Because how many do you have to do for case studies? Like, as many as you want, or is there a number? One self, six, and then two follow-ups. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, so I've done the self one, got mm-hmm. my mark back for that, and I'm almost done to the two others I need to submit next, and then i got to start on the last four. Sick. And then wait until they're marked, and then do the two follow-ups, and then I can take my final examination and, like, be done done. Oh, yeah. So. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Hoping to get those, the last four submitted in May, mm-hmm. early May, ideally, but it's uh, it's going to be a tough one, I think. Yeah. Um, but that's the goal. Yeah. Because I'll give me like a month and like two months, but like a month and a half mm-hmm. by the time I submit these two and whatnot. Yeah. Just do one every week. Oh, pretty Jeez. much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Literally. But then they, yeah. Oh, well. Anyways, you guys don't need to know the full thing, but up to 12 <laughs> weeks for marking, and then I have to do the two follow-ups, and then I can yeah. take the final exam. Sick. And be done, done, and be finally certified. That'd be, be pretty fun. sweet. But that would be very good. The cement shoes are off. That is good. I am motivated and very sleepy. My brain is tired at all times. Mm-hmm. Yep, I feel that. Mm-hmm. I can relate. <laughs> But I think we'll get into it. I want to yeah. talk about the perfect match. So if anyone has been watching the perfect, perfect match, I did see a thing today that was like, um, if you go on the perfect match and you say, "Yeah, I'm just not ready for a relationship right now," like, why would you do that? And I was like, mood. Thank you. Yep. But I haven't started it because you it looks, need to watch that episode. <laughs> it looks so dumb, but oh. it's yeah, it's like a reality TV chaos but it's like so good and like the dumb reality tv how many episodes are out 
all of them now. And that is how many? 12, I think. 12? Okay. Yeah. So I can't just, like, binge it tonight. <laughs> Not tonight. But we'll talk about it eventually. I want to... I have things to say about that. Yeah. Ooh, okay. But I'll anyways, watch it so it can come out soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So fun. So good. All right. So the... Okay. Um, Topic we're on today is nervous system regulation. Yes. We did a couple polls on our Instagram and you guys seem to be excited for it and we are very excited as well. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of information for you here, so buckle Yeah, we're up. just going to dive right in because it's going to take a hot second. Yeah. Um, Granted, we say that all the time in all of our episodes being like, <laughs> end up being around the same time. Yeah. Okay, so to start off, what is the nervous system? Because you can't regulate something you don't know. <laughs> you can try. <laughs> you will be unsuccessful. <laughs> or maybe not. Who knows? I've never tried it. Um, <laughs> maybe I'm going to start. I'm just going to, like, random regulator generator. Um, okay, so... Random <laughs> regulator generator. Sorry. Um, I regulate my eyelashes. Literally. What? Why? <laughs> Random. Oh. oh, dear. <laughs> what? Why? So today we're not going to learn about eyelashes. We're going to learn about the nervous system. <laughs> um, so the nervous system is your body's control center. And so it's made up of two different systems. The central nervous system, which is made up of your brain and your spinal cord. And then the peripheral nervous system, which is all of the nerves extending from your central nervous system. And so... As a whole, it has three primary functions, which are sensory input, processing, and interpretation of the sensory input. Wait, sorry, that's just two. Sensory input, processing, and interpretation of sensory input, and motor output, which is just movement. And so all your cells communicate via electrical and chemical signals that are rapid and extremely specific. And so these communications cause immediate responses, which is your motor output. And everything we do is a result of these electrical and chemical signals, which is fascinating. Um, So the central nervous system is your brain, your spinal cord. It's the organization and distribution center of the signals that it's constantly receiving. So it interprets the sensory input and then communicates the proper motor output. And I go into what that looks like later. And so then we also have the peripheral nervous system, which is more important to us today. And I'm going to put a diagram on the video to kind of help visualize the peripheral nervous system because it's just like... We'll put it on our Instagram as well. Yeah, it's just like subdivision of subdivision of subdivision. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's made up of two divisions initially that each have different functions. So you have the sensory division, which is in charge of communications from your skin, your skeletal muscles, your joints, and your visceral organs. So they're all reporting back to your brain. And then you have the motor division, which transmits impulses from your central nervous system to your muscles and your glands. And so um, to kind of help you guys, every time I say the word motor, it just means movement. And so when something is like motor blank, it just means it's in charge of your movement. And so the motor division is also divided into two systems, the somatic nervous system, which is in charge of moving your skeletal muscles and is fully voluntary. So this is what we would use to just like move our arm and do all the fun things. Mm -hmm. And so then your autonomic nervous system, for those of you who are listening audio, I just do fun movements throughout this. Um, (laughs) The autonomic nervous system, which regulates the smooth muscle, cardiac muscle, and your glands, which is involuntary. So we do not have to think about it. It just happens. 
So AKA think, your heart pumping blood. Yeah, yeah. It's autonomic automatic. Mm-hmm. And so within that, it also separates into two more subdivisions. And so these are the most important for regulating your nervous system, which are the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous systems. And so the parasympathetic keeps our body energy as low as possible while carrying out like our maintenance activities. And so it's also known as our rest and digest system. Mm -hmm. And then we have the sympathetic system, which mobilizes your body during activity. And it's known as the fight or flight system. And so it's activated by exercise, excitement, emergencies, and embarrassment. And if you're anxious, it's always, always running. And it's so exhausting and, like, very unhealthy. And so it causes wear on your adrenals and other organs. And I go into that more at the end. But that's why the nervous system is important. Um, Because what you're regulating is your sympathetic nervous system. Mm. And so now, a bunch of science terms. Of how an electrical signal travels from your fingertips to your brain to result in movement. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I just, I love learning and science and it's so fun. I need to be a teacher. Um, So, because all I wanted to do was create a PowerPoint with this. I was like, I just want to create a PowerPoint. Yeah, I think you gotta go back to education at some point in your life. (laughs) Literally. And so, okay, so to understand the signals and how they travel to our brain, we need to understand a little bit of science. So the nervous system is made up of two different cell types. We have the neuroglia, or glial cells, and the neurons, which are your nerve cells. Mm -hmm. And so your glial cells are just small cells that surround and wrap delicate neurons. And the neuroglia are separated into four different types. So we have astrocytes, which are the most popular and, like, versatile. And so their functions are to, like, support neurons, guide the young neurons, control the chemical environment around the neurons, respond to nerve impulses and neurotransmitters, process information in the, in the brain, and influence neuronal functioning. And then we have the microglial cells. Um, and so these ones touch and monitor neurons, and they migrate to injured neurons and perform phagocytosis on microorganisms and neuronal debris. So they just, like, eat your neuronal garbage. Um, pretty fun. So, and then we have... (laughs) (laughs) The garburetors of the nervous system. Literally. Think of them as um, Oscar the Grouch. And so then we have the ependymal cells. And so these ones are fun because they have cilia, which are just little legs. So they kind of look like a centipede. Mm -hmm. Um, If that grosses you out, sorry. Um, So (laughs) they just have like little legs and they move around to circulate your cerebral spinal fluid, which I actually didn't know. I thought that was pretty cool. And so Mm -hmm. they're in the fluid filled spaces in your brain and your spinal cord. And they're just working to just move everything where it needs to go. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have oligodendrocytes. And so these wrap around the central nervous system nerve fibers and form myelin sheaths. And so myelin sheaths are my absolute favorite thing in the entire nervous system Mm -hmm. because they wrap around the neuron and they allow it to pass impulses faster because the impulse just jumps myelin sheath sections like it's playing leapfrog all the way down the neuron until it reaches the brain. Mm -hmm. And they're just like a form of like insulation around the nerve basically when you think of like um a wire and each wire has a wrapping around it the mm-hmm. myelin sheath is that coating so that the electrical pulse impulse stays in the on the track pretty yeah much. exactly without the myelin sheath um it gets just jumps into wherever exactly and that's where over excited over excitatory um 
problems happen, such as like Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. You have no control over your impulses and therefore you end up being very shaky and... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, because if you don't have any myelin sheath, then yeah, they can't get to where they're going and your impulses move very, very slowly. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the peripheral nervous system, there's two other types of neuroglia. So we have satellite cells, which surround neuron body cells. Nope which surround neuron cell bodies and function similarly to the astrocytes in the uh, central nervous system. And then we have Schwann cells, which are similar to the oligodendrocytes, and they participate in the regeneration of damaged peripheral nerve fibers. Um, Okay, so neurons. They're the excitable cells that transmit electrical signals. And when we say excitable, we don't mean like, woo, let's go. Um, But basically, that is what we mean because electricity is able to make them like that so they can pass the signal onto the brain. Um, (laughs) So they're made up of three parts. They have the axon. (laughs) Woo, let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Literally, they are excitable, excited to just do their job. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so they're made of three parts. They have the axon, the soma, which is the body, and the dendrites. So the dendrites are the little fingers that reach off the body that connect it to other nerves. And the soma houses the nucleus, and it connects it to the axon, which is the body of it. And it's the long part where the uh, myelin sheath... Um, wait, I used body in the wrong spot. But I mean, like, trunk by body. I mean, like, the axon... Are your little fingers, your soma's your head, and then, no, your dendrites are your fingers, soma's your head, axons, like, your body. Think of yourself as just, like, reaching your hands above your head, pretty much. Yeah, literally. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, um, your axon is your trunk, and it's the long part where the myelin sheath wraps around and leads to nerve endings, which interacts with the dendrites of the other nerve. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a ton of chemical processes about the synapses and shit that goes on in there. It is dry as fuck, so we're not going to go into that. A lot of that is like, (laughs) yeah, Science 101, where it's like, um, sodium channels open and potassium floods, and then it, yeah, and then that's... You need to reach this certain threshold in order for this to open so that it goes through, and if blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Yeah. Um, And so your neurons last your entire lifetime which is pretty cool. Um, Unless you have atrophy. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's not ideal. Um, Mm. And so there are three types of neurons that are grouped by the direction the nerve impulse travels. So we have sensory, so it's from the sensory receptors to the CNS, central nervous system, motor from your brain to your fingertips, your effectors, and then interneurons, which are between the motor and sensory neurons and move the signals throughout the central nervous system pathways, which actually 99% of our body's neurons are interneurons, Mm -hmm. which is crazy because the amount of other neurons that we have to only make up 1%, there's got to be so many up there. Mm Mm-hmm. And so these neurons work together to form a pathway that allows an electrical signal to result in the movement of some kind. And so the simplest way to think about this is that there's a receptor, which can be your hand touching a hot stove. Your sensory neuron takes the hot feeling to the brain. Your CNS integration center, um, which your interneurons telling the brain you're touching something hot. And then the motor neurons are receiving that information and telling... Um, your effectors, which is your hand again, to move away. So it kind of just goes up your arm into your brain and back down your arm. And if you think about how fast you move your hand away from something hot and think about all of that that's going on and the amount of just like communication and connections that have to happen Mm -hmm. fascinates me beyond belief. Well, even when you talk about like um, eyesight, right? When you look at something, it's already 
flipped upside down in your brain and then flipped right back. Literally. Like, so much has to go on in Mm -hmm. order for you to realize that you're touching a hot stove. And it's, like, immediate. Mm -hmm. Bonkers. The body is incredible. (laughs) I was just, like, I was in the library just, like, geeking out. I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) But, yeah, so that's the nervous system in a nutshell. Yeah? Yeah. That's what I have. (laughs) That's a $400 course. You're welcome. Be a test at the end of this episode. Literally. That's what my sister said we should do. She's like, you guys need to put tests on the end of every episode to make sure people are paying attention and actually learning things. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, okay. I don't know if I could do that seriously. I don't I don't wanna think of questions to yeah. ask people and then like go through and like, oh sorry, you got that wrong. It was B, not A. Yeah. Idiot. Um, so, anyway. <laughs> in short, the nervous system is your body's, like, control center. Yeah. Right? It is the be-all, end-all of your electrical impulses, and if it's not firing, you're not yeah. moving. Well, if you think of even just, like, yeah. inside out, the command center that was in inside out, that's your nervous system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And but, so, for regulation, <laughs> yeah, like, what is nervous system regulation, our main topic of today? Mm-hmm. It's the ability to move easily between different states of arousal to, in response to stressors. So, this means when we encounter a stressor or change in our environment, we are able to adapt so we don't get overwhelmed. And once the stressor has been removed, we can recover and return to baseline. Yeah. Basically, if you're in fight or flight mode, it's getting back to rest and digest. Yeah, exactly. In a timely ma- manner. In a timely manner. Yes. <laughs> in a timely manner. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, so it's important with regulation that we also have dysregulation. And so that's when we feel like we have no control over how we respond to things and can't move on once the stressor has been removed. So we're never actually leaving that fight or flight like um, environment. This is us when we talk about like... You're only supposed to feel an emotion for six seconds. Yeah, this is this is this why. is the stagnant energy that causes diseases. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And so basically, our sense of being overwhelmed turns into a sense of powerless and powerlessness. Um. And so dysregulation can be caused by stress, poor sleep, traumatic events, relationship conflict, chronic anxiety, and difficulty managing frustrations. That whole sentence was just like journey. Especially, like, the managing frustrations. I was like, Mm -hmm. that's such a good way to put that, because I didn't think that that was something... I've never seen it verbalized like that. As what? As form as, like, a dysregulation, or...? Well, just the term difficulty managing frustration. Like, I never knew that that was something that was allowed. Even though it's, like, not allowed because it's dysregulation. But it was, like... Interesting. I'd never seen it that way. Yeah, usually that kind of falls under the blanket term, like, irritability Mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. but it was just interesting because I was like, oh, interesting. Um, but yeah, so you'll know you're dysregulated when you're experiencing fight or flight reactions in situations that don't require that kind of reaction. And so you'll have problems focusing, regulating emotions, sleeping, digesting. Um, you can have headaches, unexplained body pains. Your heart will constantly be racing. You'll get very dizzy and just generally feel out of control. You can also just have like, um, like body tension, feelings of panic and dread out of the blue and, like, sudden explosions of emotions in unwarranted situations. That one's a very common one for me to know that I'm dysregulated is that I'm, like, freak out over nothing. And I'm like, okay, well, I got to take a step back. That's mm-hmm. unnecessary. I need to fix. And I'm learning now as I'm growing up, like, 
to be able to recognize that. Yeah. And be like, oh, okay, this is what's going on. This is why I feel the need to scream in your face right now. Like, yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Helps you make more, makes you more enjoyable. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> People don't hate me anymore. <laughs> or ever, actually. But, yeah. like, um, yeah, so when your body's chronically dysregulated, you can develop various symptoms and conditions. Michaela has talked about this frequently throughout our podcast. And will continue to. Yep. And so, like, <laughs> trauma, burnout, illness, and chronic pain all stem from your nervous system being chronos- chronically overwhelmed. See? See? Lovely. So, a regulated nervous system is built on four pillars, body, mind, connection, and spirituality. Mm-hmm. So, the body is essentially all of your biological components that influence regulation and health. Yeah. Right? And this is holism. This is our yeah. entirety part of our Do podcast. You see, in the bottom, I have holistic in all capital letters after one <laughs> sentence. I'm like, this is it. Yeah. So, this is why we chose holism, right? Yeah. Um, your mind is your thoughts, emotions, coping strategies, uh, internal working models, and how you see yourself. Mm-hmm. Um Connection is how we relate to other people, uh, community, society, relationships, societal constructs, and etc. Yeah. And spirituality is our need to be a part of something larger than ourselves. Yeah. So religion, spirituality as a whole, just in belief that there is something greater than us. Exactly. Extraterrestrial. Extraterrestrial. Yeah. Whoa, ma'am. These pillars are very similar. I was finding to... Um, What's the one we just self love, like a self care or mindfulness? Mm-hmm. That's what they're very very similar to the those seven pillars. Yeah, it's important to do all that fun stuff. Yes. Um, and then our nervous system is the foundation of our lived experience, as it connects our mind and body and regulates our emotions and mental state, um, as well as other systems in your body, such as your immune system, your endocrine system, your as we said earlier, your digestive system. Yeah. All of it is affected by your nerves and your what's going on in your brain yeah because that affects your physical body and vice versa there's a communication pathway definitely between both but what a lot of people experience now is the brain to body connection mm-hmm. because of things such as um anxiety depression yeah etc cetera, etc cetera. all the mood disorders that are very very prevalent right now exactly but we'll get into diet a bit later here mm-hmm um, it also connects us with our environment and then enables our spirituality. So when we experience suffering and we need to address the entirety of being a human, if we want a long lasting healing, and that's why it's important to know the four pillars of our nervous system regulation. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so it's also important to start looking at illness symptoms as messages of something deeper so that we can start to address the underlying issue. And we're not just treating the symptom, we're treating the entire person. And that's ultimately why I chose holistic nutrition over exactly other um, options that are out there. Mm-hmm. Other options would give me higher qualifications and I can do diagnosis and whatnot, but that's not where I want to be. I want to yeah. talk about here's how you can help yourself and here's the education behind mind body spirit connections. Well, exactly if you're so zoomed in all the time you're missing so much mm-hmm. and so it's important and that's why holistic really stands out to me is that you need to zoom out to see the whole picture and like mm-hmm. everything plays a role mm-hmm. very and, much yeah, so i don't know very cool and then our genes also play a role in how our nervous system regulates um as well as our environment 
Uh, it's important to know that your personal history to develop a more compassionate understanding of yourself so you can learn the best ways to create a regulated nervous system. Yeah. And with that, um, in the article, there was just a little excerpt and it says one of the most important things we can do on our healing journey is to work on building a coherent narrative of our life so we can make sense of our past and present experiences. And it just really stood out to me because that's such a well put way to just say, like, you need to understand yourself. You need Mm -hmm. to accept the past and the present and just in order to address any issues. And this is why mindfulness comes into, like, play such a big role. Mm -hmm. Um, If you can master mindfulness, then you'll be able to regulate just about anything in your body. Exactly. Most of, like, the regulation tips are just, like, being mindful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, Mm -hmm. yeah. So then for nervous system, like, techniques, um, there's, like, a suggested sequence that I found on something, and it's just... Awareness, regulation, reverse damage, expand capacity, and connection. So with awareness, you need to become aware of your bodily sensation and your emotions. Um, And then you need, to regulation, you need to learn how to respond to stressors in a healthy way. And so that's more or less what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. To reverse, and then you reverse damage, which is undoing the negative effects of trauma or chronic stress. So once you learn how to regulate, you can then begin to reverse damage. And then you can expand your capacity. So you can increase your ability to cope with stress, Mm -hmm. which is a very phenomenal skill that not a lot of us have. Mm -mm. And then you can begin to connect. So you can begin to have supportive relationships with others in the world around you and be that support system for someone else going through this same kind of sequence. See? Which is just coolio. And so some of the practices um, to regulate your nervous system take deep breaths we've heard before yeah uh inhale four counts hold for four counts exhale for four counts and then hold for another uh four seconds repeat this 10 times um even less like yeah what did you have me do that one day (laughs) i think we talked about this in the podcast already oh we definitely there was one day where jordy and i were working together and she was just being a snappy little thing i was like full panic attacking and i just about had i'm like i'm like go outside take 10 deep breaths hold for 10 yeah. seconds like i slowed it down to like yeah. 10 10 10 so yeah. four 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 yeah um and that was like do this Go three or four times yeah like take a breath come back in when you're take a beat a little more chilled out timeouts work for adults too <laughs> exactly <laughs> um so the next step is follow the 30 90 second rule so when something happens and there's a there is a biochemical and electrical surge that lasts 30 to 90 seconds while your unconscious and conscious mind are processing the information it was just exposed to. To prevent us from reacting impulsively, we need to follow this rule. First, breathe deeply, focus on a strong exhale, repeat this three to five times, then create mental space by going into a different room and yelling out loud, if you can, <laughs> or in your mind, um, and then do something physical like burpees or stretching. Yeah. So this is basically just showing like a, an emotional release and then like a physical stimulation to kind of yeah. calm yourself down. Exactly. I thought it was really interesting. They're like, yeah, yell out loud. Cause that's usually not something that usually people are like, don't yell out loud. Like don't mm-hmm. do that. But it was like, no, like sometimes you just need to like get in your car and scream a little bit and then just go back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, I don't know, you scream into a pillow. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, yeah. It's the physical release of these emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Or even in yoga, like the, the audible, like exhale and mm-hmm. sighs and stuff. Yeah. It feels so weird, but it's so nice. It's like, so relaxing. When you need it. Yeah. Um, next step is to visualize your emotions. So 
visualize whatever you're feeling, put it in front of you to help create boundaries um, between you and that feeling. Unless you have that presentation. Yeah, unless you're like us and you can't see things. So we recently discovered due to TikTok, um, the University of TikTok. Yes. That uh, we both have aphantasia. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what that is, it's basically the inability for your mind's eye to create an image. Yeah. And so when someone says close your eyes and visualize a beach or an apple or something. Yeah. Some people actually see it. And I didn't realize that was a thing. Yeah, I like, I always, because you always think that what you're doing is the normal, right? So I was just like, oh yeah, no, like I can, like I can remember being there, but I can't like see it for very long. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, that's just must be what they're talking about. Like, I guess I can visualize things in my brain. Well, I thought counting sheep was like a, a, just a phrase. Yeah. Well, I tried it once. I didn't think someone actually counts sheep. Yeah. Because I remember like laying there, trying it out and just being like... Why do people do this? Well, I thought about it as a kid, too. I'm like, this isn't helping. Yeah, because unless I count out loud, <laughs> I'm thinking way too hard to work to try and visualize the sheep. And so it didn't make me tired because I just feel like, one, two, like, are they supposed to be jumping over something? Do I need to have, like, different colored sheep? Like, okay, so they're running through. Am I supposed to visualize them also leaving? Like, is there a line of them? Is there going to be a whole bunch? Yeah. What kind of fence are they jumping over? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, exactly. I had the same like, experience. Yeah. And it's just, I can't, it's not easy to visualize. Mm-mm. It's so funny. So I went, I've been quizzing all my friends since, and there are some who can and some who cannot as well. I'm like, what's so that? Weird. Well, so- then, yeah, and then my FOMO is, so I'm like, well, I want to be able to see things. Like, what are you experiencing? But instead of seeing, I just feel it. Right? Yeah. When someone says, like, waves crashing on a beach, like, I feel what I feel when I'm in that mm-hmm. moment, but I don't see an actual image. Yeah, and if I'm, like, to visualize, if they're, like, visualize a happy memory, I'm just going to, like, sit there and, like, remember how I felt during that happy memory mm-hmm. and think about what we were doing during that happy memory, but I'm not going to, like, visualize being mm-hmm. there. Like, I There's can no nev- TV in my brain. Yeah. No, <laughs> nothing. It's just, like, TV static. Yeah. Yeah, the cable, the antenna's broken. So let us know if you have Amphantasia as yeah, well. Yeah, please. such a weird It's so concept weird. to now know about. Literally. And every time I see the name, I think of, like, the Disney movie, like, Fantasia. Mm. But I've never seen it. Yeah. But yeah. um, so another <laughs> another practice yeah. is to um, practice detailed mind wandering. So recall in your mind an image of something that makes brings you joy. Close your eyes, let the, your mind wander to the image. Um, relive the happy experience again, unless you have aphantasia. <laughs> Literally, it's like yeah, I'd love to do that. And then they're like, yeah, just explore, like go into all different sides of the painting. And I'm like, how? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. And then yeah, bring in more positive thoughts. So just. When you're in the doom and gloom of panic and anxiety, just try to think about things that make you happy. And Exactly. And then um, they say to think of your negative thoughts to the tune of an upbeat song. Interesting. So if you're like, this day really sucks, but you say it to the tune of like, happy birthday... It's supposed. It just takes. It takes the weight off of that statement, this right? This day really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> God. I can't even think of the tune. Um. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but can you see how like that would kind of work? Like if you're like really in the doom and gloom, and then if you're like the I'm blue, Abadi Abada song or whatever. Yeah. If you're just like, this sucks, I feel like I do that on a regular basis, though. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was kind of fun. I don't know enough melodies of songs to be able to, like, change the lyrics. 
But how many times have I done this on the podcast? That's alone? true. <laughs> but yeah, so just become a jukebox, <laughs> and then you're good to go. <laughs> oh, uh, oh dear! Wow, we're in sync. <laughs> we're so good. <laughs> okay, and then so. Now I'm kind of going to go into nutrition support. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of this is from my various textbooks for my studies. And yeah, here we go. So the nervous system, its connection, I'm going to focus on the GI tract because we're talking about food. Mm-hmm. Um, so the gut contains the enteric nervous system, which is one of the main divisions of the autonomic nervous system. Mm-hmm. And there are 100 million neurons connecting the gut to the brain and vice versa, brain to the gut. Which, and remember, that's less than 1% of your entire neurons in your body. Yeah. Okay, so sorry. That's 100 million between Jeez. your gut-brain connection. This is why food and mental health are so closely interrelated. Yeah. This is my... I, I love this stuff. And people just refuse to be like, yeah, no, they are related. Yeah. Um, and so this communicates via your vagus nerve, which is a nerve all up your spine and into your Isn't brain it the biggest nerve in your body? Yes. Yeah. The vagus nerve is primarily what promotes your your relaxation response when you're getting a massage right a lot of it is vagus nerve activation that is the calming release in a massage yeah um and so certain gut bacteria um there is 100 trillion which makes up the enteric microbiota and it produces 90 to 95 percent of your peripheral serotonin oh interesting and when you say peripheral do you mean like peripheral nervous system or just like yeah. Outskirts. Like your serotonin. Okay. Like, majority of your serotonin is produced from your um, your microbiome. And then there's also, you get serotonin um, based off of amino acids and whatnot. And um, amino acids conversions to neurotransmitters. Oh, that's so uh, wild that it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, we eat chocolate because it makes me feel good. And it's like, yeah, it's actually releasing serotonin. Mm-hmm. Wild. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, and therefore, your thoughts and perceptions can alter your microbiome your microbiome and this is due to the um nervous system shutting down your digestive functions mm. and whatnot and throwing off imbalances spiking your blood sugar your body's working harder to return to balance and hence if you're not actively um assisting your microbiome's health mm-hmm. it's going to become dysregulated right yeah and to think of the microbiome think of it like a parking lot um the more good bacteria that fill up parking spots the less room there is for bad bacteria okay and so when you're in this like stressed out thing all the good bacteria cars Mm -hmm. they're leaving to go help your body in other ways and so the bad bacteria is like oh lots of parking here we go oh interesting okay space nice okay yes so that's how it goes Mm -hmm. so when you're stressed our limbic limbic system pushes the panic button and activates the hpa axis um your hpa is the hypothalamic pituitary and adrenal axis and then your prefrontal cortex regulates your HPA access response to stress. And the hippocampus plays a role in neutralizing the HPA response to stress. Okay. So HPA is just basically describing the physical response to what your nervous system is being like. Yeah. We're, in, we're in fight or flight now. And so the HPA is like, yeah, bet we're going to go yeah. shut down the stomach, up the cortisol so that you have um, blood glucose levels so you can run. Yeah. Essentially. So, symptoms of nervous system imbalance, anxiety and panic attacks, nervousness, irritability, mood swings, feeling depressed, memory loss, poor cognitive function, headaches and migraines, pins and needles sensation, lethargy and fatigue, insomnia. And then there are many mental health um, sim- uh, 
Just illnesses? Yeah, illnesses. I'm mental like, health illnesses? <laughs> mental health diagnoses because a lot of mental health diseases are um, because of a nervous system imbalance, right? Yeah. So things like bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, dementia, eating disorders, addictions, ADD, ADHD, Alzheimer's, and Parkinson's are all um, various forms of nervous system um, dysregulation. I didn't know that ADHD and ADD were as a result of that or can be related to... Well, it's like a, it, it's wanting stimulation, oh, more stimulation. Yeah, I guess so. And so that's why when you medicate, it's basically, a, basically essentially giving them speed. Mm-hmm. Um, not exactly, but yeah. a form of speed to, to just give it down. stimulation. So yeah. it's your, your brain is hyper excited. Yeah. That's the hyperactive okay. part of it. Yeah. And then attention deficit is that you just have no focus. Yeah. You can't, everything is too scattered still. You can't focus on one thing for long enough. Yeah. And so factors that contribute to nervous system imbalance, chronic, chronic stress, mm-hmm. it's the psychosomatic um, relation for it. Yeah. Dysbiosis, which is disruption in your microbiome, as we said, big mm-hmm. play and role in the gut-brain connection there. Definitely. So, so this is important for mood regulation because of the serotonin that is associated with it. Yeah. And it also is needed to synthesize phosphatidylcholine. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, there are a few words that I'm like... Yeah. I use the acronyms and I'm like, what the heck is the actual thing? It's not um, nice. So phosphatidylcholine, if it's not synthesized, it disrupts the production of the neurotransmitter acetylcholine, which is needed for memory and proper brain function. All right. So electromagnetic transmissions also have been shown to affect the nervous system. Mm-hmm. Um, this is basically like EMF waves. Um Wi-Fi's and electronics and using your phone and yeah. all that. So the International Agency for Research on Cancer has labeled EMF as possibly carcinogenic. Mm-hmm. There have been various studies, um, and there's not one sole proof of if it is or not. Does it cause cancer or not? There have been a lot of studies that say no. There have been some studies that say yes. Yeah. So it's just been underneath this label of possibly. We don't know yeah. the full effects of it yet because it is still very new. It's still, yeah, in the scope of things, it's so, so new. Yeah. But there is substantial evidence that from various studies that found neurological cognitive disorders such as headaches, um, tremor, dizziness, memory loss, concentration, and sleep disturbances due to EMF. Mm-hmm. And this is from um, neuron- neuronal damage from a low-intensity electromagnetic transmissions. Right. So... Um, this is why many suggest to either have blue light glasses or to not watch TV an hour before bedtime because the waves and everything is like spiking and activating your brain system because your body is essentially a chemical messenger system. Yeah. And I've heard people even say like, don't plug your phone in on your nightstand or whatever, because that can also... Ideally, it should not be in the room. Yeah. A lot of us have it in the room. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Right? Um... Yeah, it's all very new. There are hundreds of studies out there now. Yeah. Um, from A lot of them are from, like, 2007, 2015. Like, oh, my goodness. A lot of new yeah. um, studies popping up, so it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So if you want to look into that some more, you can. Definitely should, yeah. Um, sugars contribute to nervous system imbalance. Yeah. They're needed for energy, but they also 
too much um, can lead to too much excitement and cause yeah. damage otherwise. And the types of sugar. Oh, mm-hmm. you talked about that just around here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, nutrient deficiencies contribute to systemic malfunction of the central nervous system, contributing to poor neurotransmitter synthesis and problems such as inflammation. Yep. This also comes from sugars. Um, artificial sweeteners, for example, like diet sodas, aspartame in gum, Splenda, etc., Um, disrupts amino acid metabolism, which in turn affects brain chemistry because amino acids are necessary for neurotransmitter production. Aspartame byproducts may cause nerves to fire excessively, contributing to neurological dysfunction and mitochondrial damage. Okay, yeah. So it gets too excited and it burns itself out and it just explodes pretty much. Right. So the next thing is heavy metals. Um, Heavy metals are neurotoxic and they include lead, mercury, aluminum, and others. Um, Neurotransmitters mimic, or sorry, heavy metals mimic neurotransmitters and affect receptor sites so that neurotransmitters can't fire and then leads to atrophy amongst other problems. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Same thing with um, receptor sites. It's fun. Drugs. Yeah. Drugs, drugs yeah. mimic neurotransmitters and that's how you get the drug effects. Yeah. Because it's basically a fake thing, like being like, yeah, I'm a neurotransmitter. Literally. And neurotransmitters gets- are so fascinating. Yeah, you, should, I, you yeah. should have done psychology. I know, I really should have. <laughs> I think about that all the time. I should have just done psychology and just been a teacher. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So, um, then there's chemicals, pesticides, industrial solvents, additives. They're all neurotoxins as well. Mm-hmm. Copper in excess. Um, it throws off the balance of zinc, resulting in depressive behavior. So, can you speak on, like, the copper IUDs with that? With, yeah, with that, if you have one, you should be, met, like trying to balance it by consuming more zinc foods okay i wouldn't yeah. go so far to take a zinc supplement unless it's really bad yeah but if you when you get a copper iud you are actively putting copper in your body and you're actively absorbing more copper than you would normally yeah so, so it should be balanced you balance do need the it. zinc to balance it out yeah whether by supplement by food whatnot yeah um so that's something to watch if you notice like uh copper toxicity symptoms yeah but it's gonna be a lot over a long period of time the biggest concern with that, I think, would more so become from if you have a copper IUD and you live in an old house with copper piping and you... Oh, yeah. Like, it's an everyday, all the mm-hmm. time scenario. Yeah. IUD by itself shouldn't lead to toxicity. Yeah. But if you are noticing symptoms, you should try you should to balance definitely. it out through diet or supplementation. Yeah, supplementation. Um, The next one here is homocysteine, which is an amino acid, um, but it's like a... a Byproduct in inflammatory amino acid. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. and so it's it's linked to neurodegenerative. Wow, my goodness, Michaela, you cannot speak today. <laughs> neurodegenerative diseases and increased atrophy when in excess. So it's raised by vitamin deficiencies and poor diet slash lifestyle choices. Interesting. Um, inflammation and injury disrupts transmission of neurotransmitters. Example: serotonin. Oxidative stress. Um, free radicals. Basically, attack your cells, which significantly is significantly involved in the development of neurodegenerative diseases. Interesting. These ones are included, like um, dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, etc. Yeah. And then hormone imbalances. The endocrine and the nervous system are very closely linked, as we've touched on earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, hormones tell your nerves to fire different things, and your nervous system tells your hormones to raise, and everything it becomes chaotic if it's not yeah. in balance. So nutrients for a healthy nervous system. All the B vitamins. Yeah. They're all good. There's 12 of them, and it is 
like a general B complex is good. I think we even mentioned that in our sad episode too. It's well, they're, just they're, like, so, they're so necessary for yeah. like s- cell development and firing and whatnot. Yeah. So they're cofactors for the synthesis of neurotransmitters and it lowers homocysteine and supports nerve function. Right. So this is why we talked about it in sad is because of the neurotransmitter mm-hmm. piece. Um, so food sources of B vitamins include sesame seeds, cooked spinach, almonds, shiitake mushrooms, peas, avocado, turkey, and chicken. So with the spinach, it has to be cooked in order to get the B vitamins out of it? It's the optimal absorption rate. Otherwise, you have oh, okay. um, like the fibers and stuff just don't. Right. It's like um, turmeric. Like you only get the benefits of um, the curcumin from turmeric if it's combined with black pepper because oh, okay. it absorbs together. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's like that. It's like the way you prepare foods. Yeah, and it's like the vitamin C and iron or whatever that mm-hmm. they... Because it's the... Um, they work together. The to... hemoglobin. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. So it, it's removing whatever that would block the absorption of it before. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is for spinach specifically, but... Yeah. yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, so then there's choline and inositol, which is emulsifies emulsify the fats necessary for myelination journey's favorite thing yes so needed for acetylcholine projection which again is mood and cognitive function and provides methyl groups to reduce homocysteine um the methyl groups just act as like a a detoxer Mm -hmm. essentially so foods examples eggs cauliflower dark leafy greens broccoli endives and kimchi i've never heard of an endive i was craving endive salad so so hard last week i need to make it it's so good what is it it's like um i think it's part of the onion family oh correct me if i'm wrong i think it's part of the it tastes very oniony okay. but it's like oniony flavor with like a cabbage texture so it's Weird. very crunchy what does it look like does it look like a cabbage or is it like an asparagus it doesn't look like an asparagus it's like a cabbage if it was like very narrow if it was if it was like the a fish-shaped cabbage weird <laughs> that's the only way i can describe it oh like verbally goodness. like it's like yeah because it's like lettuce but it has like a slight like oniony flavor to it i have never <laughs> seen that in my entire life my roommate's dad um would make on dive salad all the time oh my goodness mm-hmm. you learn something new every day folks yeah what so, the heck you uh, just buy those at the grocery store yeah the they're, they're like you don't I, have to go to like a special grocery store to get no. them they're just regular they're buy like all the lettuce and cabbage and onions and everything there they're oh my goodness i'm gonna go searching <laughs> that's so cool okay yeah okay fun yeah so and then there's calcium and magnesium which is necessary for like nerve conduction mm-hmm. um, magnesium relaxes calcium fires um, calcium dairy products, as we know, molasses, chia seeds, tahini, almonds, dark leafy veg, nice. magnesium, raspberries, pumpkin seeds, almonds, molasses, brown rice, blackberries, and grapefruit are from some examples. Grapefruit? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. I went through this phase where I was absolutely craving um, raspberries and pumpkin seeds regularly. Yeah. And so when I was working out really heavily. Mm-hmm. And I think that was my, my body's way of like, yeah. you need to like be more relaxing. You will yeah, they were taking all of the nutrients from your bones. You're like, I need more calcium for my bones, but also I need magnesium so my muscles aren't sore all the time. Exactly. Enjoy us. 
And then there's zinc. Um, it's needed for the copper balance, as we mentioned above. It aids in the detox of heavy metals and aids in balancing mood. This is as long as the heavy metals haven't um, settled into your fat system. Once they're in your fats, it's very hard to get rid of them. Mm. Mm-hmm. It takes a very strict regimen yeah. to get it to, to detox of it. Right. Um, so some foods examples are hemp seeds, pine nuts, chia, pecans, dark chocolate, as long as it's 85% plus hmm. mushrooms and chickpeas. Interesting. I love pecans. <laughs> pecans. Well, if you know about food and like what nutrients they provide, then mm-hmm. you know, when you're craving something, you're probably missing yeah. something of those well, whatever nutrients it provides. I love hemp seeds and pecans. Mm-hmm. Like, I would just snack on those. Like, I'd just take a handful and, like, that would be a snack. Yeah. Well, hemp seeds also have omegas, which mm-hmm. could be a That's lot of omegas as well, them, right? Yeah. Iron is next. Uh, iron is needed for energy metabolism, myelination of nerve cells, neurotransmitter synthesis. Um, and then Cardine et al. 2015 linked anxiety driven behavior to poor iron status. That is fascinating. I watched a TikTok on it and I was like, <laughs> Ah, what? It's exactly crazy because it's it's dysregulation. Like your body's like, there's something's mm-hmm. wrong. Why do we have no energy? Panic. Yeah, get your blood sugars into your blood. I guess get your, get your sugars into your blood. Get blood sugars into your blood. Well, I should hope so. I don't want my blood sugars just running rampant in not my blood. Examples: <laughs> meat, white beans, and lentils, spirulina, uh, peas, quinoa, and raspberries. Um, electrolytes are needed for the electrical impulses in the nervous system. Mild imbalance um, has been associated with fatigue, muscle weakness, difficulty concentrating. Acute imbalance can lead to uh, coma, seizures, and cardiac arrest. Jeez. Okay. And that's in very extreme cases. That's where, mm-hmm. like, you are fully dehydrated and in the middle of nowhere and have no whatever yeah or you're just seriously neglectful of your body yeah different things that come to that um electrolytes can be found in cocoa powder almonds sun-dried tomatoes parsley paprika butternut squash as well as just like salt and potassium yeah everything your basic conductor of your body exactly um sun-dried tomatoes what's the difference between like again is it just like the absorption factor Mm -hmm. okay yeah interesting and different things like it breaks down to different nutrients when it's sun-dried over fresh. Oh, okay, yeah. Because some things, certain ones will go away, and then there's no competition, and then you're getting the absorption of it. Right. Also, sun-dried tomatoes, they tend to be saltier, so I think that's also where that comes oh, from Oh, yeah, as well. no, that makes sense. Yes. Uh, antioxidants neutralize free radicals, as we mentioned above, and mm-hmm. reduce oxidative stress in the body. Walnuts, pecans, blackberries, cranberries, raspberries, and green tea are all antioxidant providers so next we have vitamin d which is protective against oxidative stress and neuroinflammation and supports neurotransmitter synthesis so cooked wild salmon paneer eggs beef and chicken are all suppliers of this l-theanine is an amino acid that promotes relaxation without reducing alertness so green teas and black teas contain l-theanine it's also an antioxidant as we mentioned above and this is why um a lot of people suggest switching to green teas over coffees especially Mm -hmm. if you are a very anxious person or have um endocrine imbalances oh it's a lot easier on your body interesting i wish i liked green tea that'd be very good (laughs) yeah omega-3s um are essential for the development and maintenance of the brain 
It's the fats that are in the myelogenes, mm-hmm. essentially. So DHA is one of the forms of omega-3s. EPA is the other. And DHA comprises 97% of omega-3s in the brain Crazy. and approximately 30% of structural fats in gray matter. Wild. Um, flaxseed oil, chia seeds, walnuts, pine nuts, Brussels sprouts, and olive oil are all providers oh, of this. Oh, olive oil. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I keep getting olive oil and canola oil mixed up in my brain, so I'm like, they're all bad for you. No. And then I'm like, no, olive oil isn't that bad. Canola oil is bad. But olive oil is really good for you. Um, Mm -hmm. Avocado oil is another one. Coconut oil. Those are all very healthy fats for your body systems. And lastly, for food, we have um, probiotics. So linking back to the gut-brain connection. Mm -hmm. Probiotics help fill your parking lot so that you have happy neurotransmitters coming from your microbiome. Yay. Um, yogurt, but not Greek yogurt. Oh. It doesn't have the same probiotic effects, so it needs to be like a regular yogurt. Hmm. So we're not talking like Icelandic, we're not talking Greek, we're not talking protein yogurts, we're talking yeah. regular yogurt. Like, like Danone. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like just regular. Why is it the only? Not like a thick yogurt, like your, just your like classic Activia, yogurt. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Fancy. Okay. Um, That's so backwards. Kefir, which is basically like a yogurt milk <laughs> to describe it yeah it's like fermented yogurt that you drink yeah that's yeah uh sauerkraut and kombucha are all food sources of probiotics oh spicy sauerkraut <laughs> that one's shocking why i don't know fermented <laughs> Ew, i actually don't really know what sauerkraut is it's just fermented onions isn't it cabbage cabbage oh i thought it was onions i've never had sauerkraut or been exposed to sauerkraut ever in my entire life so i've got zero idea oh my gosh sauerkraut and kimchi kimchi's like kimchi has some onion in it as well but it's like yeah spicy Mm -hmm. spicy cabbage onion mixture wild really good okay i love that and then as we touched on earlier i'm gonna just reiterate um lifestyle practices to help calm the nervous system include like meditations um, helps with the rejection of thought, help, reels you into the present moment. Mm-hmm. Um, deep breathing improves oxygen in the blood, calming your systems. Regular light exercise um, it should improve circulation, therefore promoting more um, oxygen. You also breathe more when you're working out, so mm-hmm. you're just getting that in there. Well, and even just like the grounding aspect of like a light exercise of just like going for a walk. Like yeah. you're just outside, you're commu- connecting with nature. It's just, it's very, very good. Yes. Yeah. And then spending time in nature, again, oxygen. Oh. <laughs> um, but it's also grounding for your nervous system. Yeah. Because again, you are just an electrical impulse walking. Mm-hmm. You need to ground as yeah. electrical systems in your houses need grounding as well. Literally. So that is connecting with Mother Nurch. Mother Mother Nurch. Mother Nurch. Miss Gaia. Mother... I've never heard Mother Nurch. It just came out. Okay. I was like, that has to be a misspeak. Mother Nurch. Mother Nurture. (laughs) New thing. Nature versus Nurture. Mother Nurch. (laughs) Miss Gaia herself. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's good. And then, so as we said um, earlier, we reached out on our Instagram and got some questions from you guys. Really good questions. Thank you. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Got us thinking and brought a whole nother uh, aspect to this chat. Yeah. So we're going to um, basically use those as our segment and that will take us out. Yeah. So the first question, Darren, why am I so nervous, winky face? Oh, hmm. <laughs> we have that effect on people. Yeah. 
People get nervous in the presence of gods. <laughs> God. <laughs> jokes. <laughs> jokes. All jokes. Tune in for our ego episode. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, so the second question, a serious one, is mm-hmm. uh, the impact anxiety has on the nervous system. And yeah, so this one we kind of touched about throughout most of the episode, but basically you'll have an increased level of stress hormones. And so when your brain is constantly trying to fight off what's making you anxious, it's going to flood adrenaline and cortisol into your central nervous system. And so this is going to increase your body's alertness, your heart rate, reflexes, respiration, and blood flow to your muscles. But if it's chronic... It's going to continue to release this adrenaline and cortisol until it's overwhelmed, and that's where the issues start. And so you're going to notice, like, an increase in headaches, dizziness, depression, stomach aches, nausea, loss of appetite, IBS, a weakened Mm -hmm. immune system, and breathing problems. You'll also experience, like, fatigue, muscle aches, increase in blood pressure, and increased state of irritability. Mm -hmm. And I have touched on it. A lot of it comes from having high cortisol to then going to low cortisol, and low Mm -hmm. cortisol that transition is essentially like burnout what burnout yeah. is it's like your body has been activated for so long you have no more sugars your glycogen stores in your muscle are just shot yeah hence the dizziness and fatigue and mm-hmm. whatnot and quite literally yeah your body's just like we're done yeah yeah tapping out yeah but yeah so that's how anxiety impacts the nervous system mm-hmm. um and so then the next question was how do different pressure points on your body affect digestive systems slash calm nerves etc so the pressure points um, is basically using the idea of acupressure, mm-hmm. and it is a practice in traditional Chinese medicine that is based off of the idea of like key your body's vital energy. And I could be saying that wrong. QI. I hope. I think it's oh, just it's key. Chi. 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 Yeah. There we go. Um, if emotional energy gets stuck, it causes the person to stress, and that's where the acupressure comes in. This is how we've talked about again with stagnant emotions leading to disease. Mm-hmm. Um, so applying pressure or needles as an acupuncture uh, mo- mobilizes the stagnant energy and communicates with the nervous system to clear this energy out. It's clearing the clearing of this brings back balance to the mind, body, and spirit. And so there are seven points, um, seven meridians in your body in Chinese medicine that I talk about. Mm-hmm. So the first one is the top of your head. Um, I'm going to butcher all these words. Do 20, like D-U-20. Okay. Is the actual name. So if you place your fingers at the tops of your ears and follow straight up until they meet, that's where that pressure point is. So it's the very crown of your head. That part hurts on me all the time. Interesting. So that is increases your yang energy to raise depression and ground anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) You don't say. Okay. So that meridian is very clogged and you could use some mm-hmm. puncture or pressure there. My dad always, like, when he's adjusting me, he, like, works up the um, suture line um, mm-hmm. of my, like, my uh, parietal bones there. And it oh, yeah. feels amazing. <laughs> <laughs> For obvious reasons, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the next point is your third eye um, mm-hmm. called yin tang. And it's if you place your finger or thumb between your eyebrows. That's basically where it is. Nice. Um, it is said to like calm your spirit for uh, deep relaxation, and it's supposed to be good for insomnia and anxiety as well. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, your shoulder well, gallbladder GB, GB21, is halfway between the spine and your rotator cuff on either side of your shoulders. So it's basically right where you hold tension, typically. Yeah, no kidding. 
Um, so it, if, uh, holding this pressure point reduces tension held in the upper body and helps with anger, migraines, and high blood pressure. Is it more like on top of your shoulder or is it back yeah, a little on bit? Top. Oh, on top. Okay. Yeah, right on top. So follow. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. So think of like your spine from where your neck is over to your like rotator cuff and just yep. press and hold there. You can massage it lightly. She's sore. And it's, it's on both sides, yeah? Yeah. I did a shoulder workout yesterday. This is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> so then your chest center, run 17, is the center of your chest midway between your nipples. And holding this oh. pressure point. What help, does that one do? Uh, <laughs> also shortness of breath, tightness, and heart palpitations. <laughs> cool. I do that one all the time. <laughs> I'm learning so much. This is interesting. Uh, so the next one is called your spirit gate. Um, your heart, which is HT7, which is your inner wrist crease towards the baby finger. So hold, like if you hold your wrist in front of you and then slide your thumb to the where your baby finger is and then feel for a um, hollowing between your wrist and your hand. Wild. <laughs> That's so cool. So that is connected to the heart and it calms everything as your heart is your master controller in your body. So do you just like kind of like pinch it a little mm-hmm. bit? Yeah, just press and hold. Weird. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, spicy. So then your th- the next one's called the three yin crossing and it, it's related to your spleen, uh, SP6. So it's inside of the leg. So find the highest point on your ankle, kind of where it bumps out there. And then dude, it's four fingers above that. And then slightly behind your on your tibia. Behind your tibia. Yeah, ever so slightly behind. <laughs> that is tender, my guy. <laughs> so that one promotes digestive, reproductive, and urinary issues. And then it's, um, the liver and kidney meridians cross here. And it said not to use um, that pressure point if you are pregnant. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Interesting. But when I was looking it up, it, each one said to not not press it when you're pregnant. And so, like, I don't know if you're going to get to this, but, like, is does it matter how long you hold it for? I think as long as you feel released. I didn't... There was no set time in anything okay. that I said. It's um, not, like, hold for 30 seconds, like, go for 30 seconds, hold for 30 more seconds, or, yeah. like... I'm also very much not... <laughs> um, <laughs> We're not acupuncture experts. Yes, I've touched on a little bit of Chinese medicine, but I haven't gone in-depth on it. Um, no, I think you just hold it until you kind of feel a release. Like, same thing with acupuncture. They... Okay put the needles in you for 30 minutes yeah and then leave and then put I'll needles to, in the new places and for 30 minutes again and it's yeah like an hour session so i'll have to quiz my dad because he does acupuncture and he's done a bit of studying of acupressure mm-hmm. it's a similar concept but just no yeah. no needle yeah good and then the last uh spot is called the great surge it's your associated with your liver lr3 uh located between the first and second toes but about oh. an inch back from the web on the top yeah on top of your foot Oh, an inch back from the wedge. Huh. Mm-hmm. And so this one is uh, relieves anger, uh, stress, irritability, and regulates the flow of chi and blood everywhere. Cool. But because this one's associated with the liver, this one really hurts me because my liver is not happy, happy with me right now. It really... Um, there I can feel it, but I don't know if I'm just pressing really hard. Yeah. No. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. That's so, cool. I definitely thought that one was going to hurt me more. Especially with after our, like, live blood analysis of her being like, your liver's actually not filtering anything. And I'm like, mint. (laughs) (laughs) So how these affect your digestive system and calm nerves is 
essentially the release of energy and flow of stagnant energy. And mm-hmm. so to calm your nerves subsequently uh, helps your digestive system. Wow. I cannot speak today. Apologies. <laughs> um, subsequently helps your digestive system because you're no longer in flight or my mode. You're <laughs> done. I'm tapping out. Fight or flight mode. We're almost done. Just keep going. <laughs> Because you're no longer in fight or flight mode, so your digestive system you're in you're in rest and digest, and you're able to like chill and process everything normally. Yeah, we've also had a lot of weird technical difficulties during this episode. Yeah, literally, we gotta finish this up because I see the battery light flashing there. My computer keeps glitching, and you just lost me, Leno. We talk too much energy. Everything is chaos. Um, I don't know what spirits visiting us, but but they're saying we're done for tonight. Yes, so um... that is nervous system regulation. <laughs> Thank you for listening. This is a lot of information, so if you made it to the end, thanks. Yeah, and if you have questions, comment them on our YouTube or DM us or email us or just, like, let mm-hmm. us know. Because, uh, dude, I could talk about this all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so interesting. Yes. I can't speak about it, but I yeah. can talk about it. <laughs> you can <dive> about it. <laughs> My speech is struggling right now. Oh, uh, welcome to burnout. Yeah. Um, anyways, I'm Mac Joy. I'm It's Jubes. We are sometimes just slaps on all social media platforms. Yep. We have our website. We've got our YouTube. Yeah. Um, and if you like the podcast or just like us, give us a like and follow. Yeah, and give us a review. Yes, reviews help us. Um, help us with our... Our, like, um, rating, kind of. They, they keep us relevant in the world of podcasts. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we'd like to stay relevant because we love doing this. Right. It's super fun. And I just quit my job, so we need to make money. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you. And ta-ta for now. Ta-ta for now. Bye. Bye.